recording. Sounds like a hit. Are we recording? Okay, well, that's just how I sing to myself. Um, Can you change every song into a parody about amputees? Amputees. Do you have a good one? There's a song about that. Um, About amputees? And now I'm an amputee, goddamn you. Uh, I'm not sick, but I'm not well. Crap, what song is that? I wanted to make fun of you for not knowing, but now I don't know. We're idiots. It's Rage Against the Machine. No, it is not. No, no, it is not. not. What is it? No. Uh, No, I'm giving up on it. Just give up. Is that Green Day? No. It could be. It sounds like Green Day. It sounds more like Green Day than Rage Against the Machine. Than Rage Against the Machine. Okay, you know we're fucking we're moving past it. Welcome to Kinkcast. It is a podcast. That's all you need to know. Yeah, that's really it. Um, if, if you're, you're listening, you probably figure it out. This oh, isn't your Harvey personal. Danger Flagpole Citadel. Flag Flagpole Citadel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> flagpole Citadel. Is that the actual name of it? No, it's just called Flagpole Citta. Sitter. Sitta. S i t t a. Hmm. Flagpole Citadel is what it is in my brain, which is very concerning. Is that a thing? Is that like a is that like a mini game from Halo Three or something? I, I have no idea. It sounds like what my mom does with uh, music, though, where she gets every lyric slightly wrong. Yeah, it's me. But it makes Miss sense her in her lyrics. Head. It's insane. She had electric boobs. That's close enough. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, welcome to Kingcast. It is a podcast. Um, that's all you need to know. Are, are you broken? <laughs> yeah. Are you sticking I, uh, a loop? I'm not going to lie to you. We're in the holiday season, and I've been trying to do better and, and treat my body well. But for some reason, that's ended in me having candy and pie. Oh, that's right. All day, every day. I forgot. It's yes. Chris Kinkcast. No. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> also, I've said it once. I'll say it a million more times. Kinkmas, Kinkmas is I, all that I, makes sense, and I don't want to do Kinkmas. I don't want to do Kinkmas. And Kinksgiving was what we should have done for Kinksgiving. Oh, yeah, that is better. Why didn't you come up with that four weeks ago? And Kinkoween is all that makes sense for Halloween. That's not true. Spook Kinkass is great. Spook Kinkass is awful. Anyways, welcome to our show. If you're in this deep, you know what it is. If this is your first episode, just hold on tight and you'll understand some stuff. We're going to introduce ourselves briefly. I just got to think of a game. Oh, which, uh, which... Which limb would you lose? Those are really only four answers, but really only two. If I did, leg or an arm, I mean... Well, left leg, right leg, those are right. Is that really something fascinating that we need to know? I don't know. And why? And why? Um, I guess if I had to choose one, it would probably be one of my arms, and I'd probably go with my left, because it's not my dominant one. That I'm Tommy, that's my answer. Thank you very much for listening. Um, my chair is broken. If you hear collapsing metal at any point in this episode, it's not broken. You just keep falling over. No, I broke your chair. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm going to try and fix it before I go home today, but I definitely broke your chair. Um, okay. Well, my name's Chris, and I would lose both my lower legs so that I could get on those blades that those uh, Special Olympians wear that make them run super fast, and then I'd just run everywhere and I'd be a superhero. You should sharpen them so that you could cut people with them too. Ooh, oh, awesome! Yeah, yeah, see. Like, there's I'm movie, like a, e- a evil version of like Daredevil. Well, he's the only disabled superhero. Someone does that somewhere along the way. Well, I'm thinking. Guess I'm thinking of the Terminator Two with Robert Patrick. <laughs> the Terminator Two. The Terminator Two. Not to be confused with Terminator Two. Terminator Two. Judgment Day. Which yeah, that's a different film. Yeah. I'm thinking of the Terminator Two, which is also a, a soft a soft reboot sequel, which has gotten popular as of lately. Where instead of doing another sequel, you do a sequel to the original film thirty years later as a way of rebooting sequels, as they're going to do with the Terminator movies because they've become so awful. I believe the term was coined by uh, Bruce Campbell, and it's a reboot cool. A re- reboot cool. Okay, not everything can be a portmanteau. Not I, that doesn't work. <laughs> he. His his word for it is better, but it is it is like a reboot combined with sequel because that's what they did with uh, Evil Dead Two, where it's a sequel but it also tells the story of the original. Anyways, Dana, what would you lose and why? 
You know, I I was also thinking the left arm from the shoulder down, just because whenever you're trying to snuggle somebody and it's cold outside, you never know what to do with that one arm, that one funky arm, and you're like, okay, I want to put one arm over this person. Oh, I saw I it in a movie recently. One arm over, the other arm on your body, grabbing your top arm. And I was like, that's how you do it. Actually, they sell beds with like little slits you can stick your arm through. Really? Well, those are horrible. No, it's I very nice. because it then I sleep with my shoulders like... Also, it's like, no, I, I don't mean to get all Dan Aykroyd, but when you're sharing a bed with someone, the way to do it is butt to butt. That's, that's how you sleep <laughs> with another person. It's very is that warm. How he sleeps with his ghosts. That's how he sleeps with ghosts. That's how Dan Aykroyd mm-hmm. sleeps with ghosts. And he sleeps stick to mouth. <laughs> What's nice about sleeping butt to butt is that, that it can be romantic, but it can also just be a platonic thing. And then you can fart in each other's butts. I in. I think that would require some extra equipment. But... A funnel. Oh my god. I guess I was thinking like a gerbil tube. Well, we're off to a. Jeez, that's a started. big butt. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <clears throat> a funnel that leads to a durable tube that leads to a funnel. I missed you guys. <laughs> yeah, we took a week off, didn't we? we no. Did. Oh, well, wait. Not this week. Not the past week. It was a long week. Yeah. It was a long week. I, I broke a, I broke a, like nearly a year of not getting drunk, and I finally got drunk. You also broke a chair. Oh, and just now. But I mean, that, that's fresh in my mind. Why'd memory. you get drunk? I just, I had a, I had a small personal holiday. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Um... And I shotgunned a lot of beers oh. with a cute girl. Oh. And that's as personal as I'll get on this show. Well, except for yeah. the cuckold episode, but... I got very personal in that episode. Yeah. That's all good. We started taking surveys. <laughs> Anyways, let's move right on to today's topic, which if you haven't guessed, is amputee fetish, mm-hmm. which is hugely, hugely controversial. And uh, I'm not going to lie, I, I don't want to put anything off limits today, so I think that we should just open with a you know declaration to the audience that this might be a troubling episode. There's going to be issues of consent in this episode. There also is going to be a lot of violent imagery and language. The only thing I'm really going to put off of limits is there's some methods of how a limb is removed, and maybe we don't want to propagate that kind of information. And we should start with the disclaimer that just because the creeps in the community are the most visible does not mean that they're representative of the community. Exactly. Amen. Yeah, that's that's the thing we needed to say, I think. Oh, yeah, with that said, any community is going to have its creeps. <clears throat> Amputee creeps are a certain kind of creepy, but that doesn't leave any potch marks on, you know, a normal or I guess a healthy relationship with one's kink that would have something to do with amputees. So let's dive right in on into it. Um, and let's discuss kind of the roles that around that surround this. Well, there's two types. So um, the first type um, is acrotomophilia, which is an intense desire for one's partner to be an amputee. And the other one is apotemnophilia. That's a million dollar word. I, yeah. tried, I tried saying these words like yeah. six episodes ago or something. You guys made fun of me for it, so... It's an intense desire to be an amputee. So, of course, there's, like, the amputee person, and there's also the other person who is into um, people that have amputations um, that are sometimes also called devotees. But uh, the person who wants to have a limb amputated is not always sexual. It is sometimes. Mm -hmm. But there are cases, I think you can watch it on daytime television, there's people who have a obsessive need to lose one of their limbs and they're not jacking it to the mm-hmm. idea of it. They, they don't feel like it's a sexual inadequacy. It's just a general inadequacy, yeah, a bodily dysmorphia. I'm trying to remember mm-hmm. the term for it. There's one that's basically like... Um, well, body dysmorphia is one of them. Yeah, but it's basically they remove it in an act of gender... Or not gender. Um, Depersonalization? It's like bodily... The Fly, starring Jeff Goldblum. I don't know. I'm not. You know, I'm gonna have to look it up. I'm gonna have to look it up because it's like the fly it's like body Vincent modification. Price? It's like body modification, but it's because like people just don't like a particular thing. So it's like modification, but like not a necessary. It's removal. like a. It's a demodification. Yeah. It's a demod. Custom. It's still modification. <laughs> He's Removing gonna, something is still modifying something. Yeah, well, you know, but like if I take the doors off of my car, that's like a. I, I've just. Well, demod- you made a Jeep. I've demodded my car. 
you know. You had a car without doors for a bit. Yeah, I called it my D-Mod. It was pretty cool. I used to ride around town wearing sunglasses. And you'd tell the girls, hey, you want to look at my D-Mod? Yeah. And then they would run away. Lord knows I was a cat caller back when back in those days. I, when body, you have a car oh, without doors, you have to be. <laughs> it's body integrity dysphoria. Dysphoria. That actually mm-hmm. makes more sense because that's the term for gender dys... Dysmorphia. But there's not dysmorphia; it's dysphoria. Mm-hmm. Is it? Which uh, it's, I'd be curious to hear the the etymological etymological difference between dysmorphia and dysphoria. Um, I guess dysmorphia is understanding the shape of something, and dysphoria is understanding the reality of something. And I did not mean that as a transphobic uh, slight. I just meant the definition of the word. Um, interesting. Yeah, there's a there's a few other terms that are semi related. Uh, so there's a teratophilia, which is arousal from, uh, <clears throat> quote, deformed or monstrous people. That is, that's a quote from a book. Yes. That's why I said quote, because that is not me saying that. <laughs> what's, that is, the, what's the quote from the elephant man? <laughs> I am a man. What does he say? <laughs> Wait, is that Andre the Giant no. that we had visiting for a That's what John Merrick sounded like, in the movie at least. John Merrick? John Merrick, the elephant man. Okay. The, from the film. The person, not the actor. By David Lynch. Oh, I'm thinking Mask. No, not Mask. The Elephant Man by David Lynch. Okay. I am a man. Still Something like Andre that. the Giant. Well, I, I guess I'll take that as a compliment. Uh, and then two... Words that were created by John Money, who has been brought up on the show before. We like John Money. He uh, is like the godfather of creating kink terms, except his two kink terms failed here because they are auto-apotomophilia, which is erotic interest in appearing as an amputee, which is, uh, we have the shortened term, which is apotomophilia. Mm-hmm. He had auto on the front of it. And then apotomophilia. Sorry. I think I got that. You you did good. Alloapotomophilia. These words have like 16 letters. So, uh, which is wanting amputees as a sexual partner. Uh, Those are like his two uh, unsuccessful. They didn't take like Dana's took. There's there's Mm B-sides. At the end of the day, though, they're really, uh, there's nothing more to say in that there are people who are jacking it. Two amputees, and there's people who are jacking it to becoming amputees. And then there's also the wannabe amputees, um, who basically, I guess, role play, or I don't know. I, I This is the part that I'm having trouble finding research on. Yeah, there was... But there's one that are... There's some that are called ap, aptemnophiles. It's like... Aptemnophiles? Mm-hmm. It's like when you're uh, playing Star Wars when you're a kid, and you're wearing a long sleeve shirt... And you tuck your your hand back, and now you've got the missing hand, like Buster Bluth in most episodes of Arrested <laughs> Development, and that turns somebody on because they don't actually want you to turn your, cut your limb off, but you know mm-hmm. the pretending is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw uh, three other terms which uh, you've brought up. One of them, uh, devotee, yes, uh, pretenders, which were people who pretended to be, uh, quote, deformed or mm-hmm. or amputated, uh, and then. Uh, the wannabes, which is yes. the one you brought up. How does one pretend to be an amputee? That's why I said, quote, deformed or yeah. amputee. They uh, would like wear makeup to make themselves look weird. It's different like hot glue cornflakes to their skin. So yeah. why are people interested in amputees as a fetish? It's a great question because there is a very nightmarish quality about losing a limb. That's something that shows up in nightmares a lot. And in pop culture, it's one of the most disturbing things you can watch happen. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a whole movie predicated upon one scene. A whole movie franchise, Saw. Yeah, the fear of having to chop off a limb. And it really is an entirely nightmarish concept. For whatever reason, it's played for laughs a lot. 128 hours, too. Yeah, 128 hours well, is 148, great. however many hours. I think it's 138. <laughs> we'll just split the difference, yeah. <laughs> Something. It's three hours. Uh, <laughs> he, was, he really had to pee. But, uh, you know, unlike bestiality, which is really nightmarish, but you can understand because we love on animals. Mm-hmm. This is something that goes outside the realms of BDSM because you can safely choke a person and not kill them. You can safely cut a person and not kill them. 
But an amputee, that's permanent damage. There's no coming back from that. And so it it almost borders on necrophilia in the sense of like a dead limb. Well, as most of the people who are into this aren't trying to amputate people. No, right? I, I understand just that. Seeking out people. Who and I, I guess I don't. I don't mean to speak ill, and I, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to kink shame people when I say that it's. I know everyone at home takes a drink when I say that, but it, it's almost like a sexual attraction to cancer in a way. Like losing a limb is a very difficult, mournful, horrid process, and finding sexual arousal there, it is concerning. Not necessarily wrong, but that I. I don't know. I kind of find it hopeful. Like, hey, you probably feel bad or, you know, don't like the fact that your body looks different from everybody else's or that you've lost a limb or something due to some unfortunate circumstance. But I think it's pretty hot because my research that I found said that sometimes the way that a stump is, like, shaped it looks like a phallic sort of object, which can then be used for sexual pleasure. There's a lot of women into this. Yeah. Oh, so it just looks like a giant dick arm. Yeah. Or dick leg. Yeah. I saw a lot of it's porn actually... that had, like, somebody, like, using their ankle. There was... Like, yeah. Like yeah. a dick. Yeah. There was a uh, study done in the 80s, I think. I don't have the exact numbers. I just took the broad scope of it. Uh, and it was like 192 people. They were all, uh, they were all white male college educated, uh, cause it happened to be being done at a college. So you, it was done on Congress. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, that, uh, for people who are into, into amputees, uh, they prefer legs to be amputated over arms. Uh, they prefer single amputation over double amputee. And they uh, prefer stumps over no stumps. So if you're amputated at the joint, they're not into that. They want amputation. Midsections. Midsections, yeah. Unless it's an elbow, I guess that would count. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, can you amputate at an elbow? Cause the, the, well, yeah. I, I think you have to amputate slightly above. Yeah, elbow. because of the way that the, the, the bones are there, you just have to have... Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I'm not a medical doctor. Yeah, I um, think amputations have to happen... Above or below the yeah. knees or the elbows. Which happens because of diabetes or industrial accidents. accidents well, there was one instance that I actually um, was really intrigued in, while reading about about um, one particular girl who had um, made a stupid decision, as sometimes 17-year-olds do. Um, she was playing she, with a tiger shark. No, she ran and tried to jump onto a train and grab onto the... I thought Ladder? this was still going to be a tiger shark thing. No. <laughs> Tell me put that in my head. <laughs> the train was going to an aquarium. And as she grabbed onto the train's ladder, her hands slipped down and her legs fell under the train, uh. lopping both of them off. Thank God she had a friend a friend that was standing close by that had tourniquets, like he was an old army medic or something, and put these tourniquets on her legs um, or was able to, like, I don't know, basically cut off the bleeding and they were able to get her to a hospital and save her. Well, now she has two, um, like she's a double amputee, both legs. Um, and so she was like, I'm really scared. Cause like, no one's going to like, like me if they figure out that I don't have legs. Um, oh. but it turns out immediately, almost immediately while she was still in the hospital, the she started came. getting requests for pictures of the healing stumps. Mm. And wanted to see, and it's so strange because a lot of the research that I found, um, and I, I followed the journey of one particular investigator who, um, you know, looked into cases of this, but basically she was explaining that, um, there are people out there that will like literally like do their best to hunt down pictures and videos of people that are just, um, trying to do normal daily activities, um, despite having lost an arm or a leg or some other kind of appendage. So um, apparently that's what they want to see. And Is people it... that are devotees really aren't so much into the sexual... Um, some of them aren't so much into the sexual um, pleasure that comes from like seeing somebody being empowered by the fact that they've lost a limb, but they can still be sexy. Um, they want to see them struggle, I, which I, is shitty. I did uh, read to counter your point about uh you know 
using this as a like turn on kind mm-hmm. of thing. I read about one guy that uh, did have his like amputated after a motorcycle accident when he was young and uh, for years and years was like, well, first he was worried because mm-hmm. it's like no one's ever going to want to touch me. Mm-hmm. And then years and years was using it to get laid. Mm-hmm. was just like, oh, wait, like girls are into this. Yeah. They're like doing the magic trick where he like would accidentally leave it behind in a booth and stuff. <laughs> no, just like like you could just pull out off his like prosthetic leg and like people would just flock to him and he'd just use it to get laid. And then he was like, I had the most depressing, unfulfilling life ever because no one ever wanted to spend like more than a night with me because they were using me as a novelty. Right. And that's one thing I found as well. Um, Dr. Michael First, he's a professor of clinical psychiatry at Columbia University, explained that um, the term devotee is kind of an umbrella term. Um, It includes certain individuals who have something that's more like a fetish and others that have something that's more like an orientation. Um, Fetishes, by and large, have the potential for harm because they can interfere with the ability to develop and form a mutual caring relationship. Yeah, that's that's one of the biggest problems with this or any fetish is if you're willing to find a willing partner or partner who fits your particular description is still seeing them, them as a human being. It's a yeah, any fetish based around physical characteristics. Yeah, right. So certain people who have who are devotees um, that have this version that's very fetishized where they're focusing on a body part, for example, rather than a person, they have the potential to stand in the way of developing a mutual relationship. Because it's a novelty. Yeah. It's a novelty yeah. on, on like a deeply spiritual, sexual level. I think that's a good way of describing Chris it. Chris wants as to a pour novelty. his wine. Just just do it, buddy. You, I think that makes sense. Because wine tastes like Kool-Aid. In fact, I'm thinking it might just be vodka and Kool-Aid. <laughs> it's good. In a vodka Kool-Aid kind of way. Um No, it's 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 rough. Because it, it's, it almost reminds me of like uh, a situation where someone would be trying to date someone because of their race, mm-hmm. and it's entirely like for novelty purposes. Like I'm almost well, reminded of that episode of The Office where he's trying to date the Asian woman, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like, it's a novelty to him. It's a joke. He doesn't see him as a human being. And with, with something this... It's it, even people who date exclusively one race... Because they are that race. it's You're not dating the person because of the person. Mm-hmm. You're dating the person because of something that they can't change. That they just happen to be born that way. Or like Double Dick Dude, which I feel like we've talked about a couple of times. Like, he's fake. He's okay. not real. He's not real? It's definitely fake. Oh, he's gotta be real. You can invite him onto the show. We can find out. It'd be a yeah. King Cast exploration. What? That's just paper mache. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but like people just wanted to have sex with him and he was like really bummed out or something because people just wanted to have sex also with he was him. a bottom well the that too the best example of this is the man with the world's biggest dick oh yeah who's a total fucking bummer because he doesn't want to he doesn't want to be used for porn and he doesn't really like to fuck people mm-hmm. he's just kind of a bummer he wanders around and he wants to be in Breaking Bad but Vince Gilligan's like you can't act buddy I've got a giant dick, though. But Walter, yo, Mr. White. You can't shut the door on me. Literally. My dick gets caught in it. He said, we have to cook, not we have to cock. This entire bit. I thought you were going to say cock. The jokes went from worse to worse. I thought I was introducing a good bit. It didn't go anywhere. Please cut that entire... No, No, I did did bad. (laughs) A me-me bad man. Me-me bad man. Oh, my goodness. Well, there are... For this fetish, there are tons of different websites and definitely lots of different chat groups and things like that that exist out there for people to kind of explore um, this fetish. And I think that it's nice that there are resources out there, especially because there are a lot of people who um, have had amputations that choose this as kind of a nice source of income. Well, yeah. Um, modeling or, you know, kind of engaging those people. Um, for their own benefit, what, which it, is it, nice. It is a nice way to, after a traumatic event where you may feel like you are unwanted, it's nice to find that there's a community that 
is solely based upon wanting you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just sat here for a while talking about how shitty it is to make other people feel like a novelty, but that disrespects the fact that some people enjoy being a novelty. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously everyone wants to fall in... Well, not, not everyone. Mm-hmm. People want to fall in love and be appreciated, but some people might appreciate being treated like like a novelty, being a object of amusement, mm-hmm. being a performer. Well, and, and it's also, it is nice to know that... If you are ever feeling down, just pop on that site and, you know, you won't be lonely. Yeah. It's like if people were attracted to my belly button fungus and I could just have scores and scores of perverted people who just loved to see it. You know there probably are. I don't think belly button fungus. That might be one that finally, like, has nothing. I've also got it under control right now. I also you some, though, uh, gold bond? No, I have no idea what it is. A doctor took a look once and then he, he died. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Under mysterious Your circumstances. Your belly button is the hope, hope diamond? It's something like that. I don't, I don't know. Your butt hit no, belly button is Seymour? It's... <laughs> From uh, Little Shop of Horrors? Yes. Uh, no, it's the rage virus from 28 Days Later. <laughs> I have no idea. But All no, it, movie titles. You know, I you meet people, and, and uh, sometimes we come at things from such a heteronormative, monogamy-based state of mind. There are fuck tons of people out there who have a sexual lifestyle that is romantic and then they also in addition to that have a sexual performance lifestyle and the two of them are are separate you can imagine someone who's an amputee and this is entirely theoretical but they have a loving relationship with someone and that is based entirely around their monogamy their relationship their sexual uh preference for one another but then they also have performance at the same time, where they'll go online and they'll they'll do a show, and wow. there's nothing amoral about that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's so neat because this entire notion of like disfigurement or whatever as being something that's ugly gets challenged by this fetish, and I'm thrilled that that's the case because I I don't know it's kind of inspiring like something that maybe. Um, culturally or whatever has kind of been labeled as something that's ugly or strange or weird or makes people uncomfortable. In this case, it's almost celebrated yeah. um, and sought out and, you know, told, hey, that's not, a, you know, an ugly thing. This is actually a beautiful thing and a sexy thing. And think of all the other, you know, ways you can use this. And um, it, I don't know, I kind of found it to be very hopeful and empowering in a lot of different ways. Yeah, it's kind of like we, we talk a lot about how the diaper fetish um, has never been put onto a cool character. And amputation is rarely put onto heroic characters it mm-hmm. is sometimes i know you're about to counter with that but more often than not the image i get for amputation is an amputee being dirty mm-hmm. being gross being uh perverted i think i've seen that in more than a few things the image in my mind is like a redneck missing a leg in a wheelchair and is dirty that's what pop culture kind of puts into my head so most of the yeah kind of the like mind. kind of like superheroes that would be amputees or are amputees have a fully functioning super prosthetic limb that just makes it so they're not amputees anymore. There's not a lot of heroic, handsome, or attractive <clears throat> characters wandering around with the stump. Because uh, uh, Winter Soldier has uh, is an amputee, but he has a arm that is a super arm because well, he's an amputee. We're neglecting to mention the entire Skywalker family. Mm-hmm. But they all have super prosthetics. Yeah. 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 Um, Leia. No. Oh, well. She doesn't have any prosthetics well, that we know buns. of. Disney it's turned her. Yeah. Oh, I thought she had a prosthetic vagina. No, Disney no. turned her into a prosthetic for the, <laughs> to make no. movies until the ending of time. No. Um, <laughs> Rogue One. She's fully prosthetic now. Um, it's going to be like, no. no. But Country no, it, it is also, it, as, as odd as it is, and you can definitely go in with the perspective, as I did at the beginning of the episode, of it's fucked up to be attracted to this, it's like being attracted to cancer, it, from the opposite mm-hmm. end of coming from the angle of you are stuck with something that is akin to cancer, losing a limb would be hugely traumatic, but to be able to come out of that knowing that it's, some people may enjoy it on a sexual level, and I think a lot of folks are turned off by the idea of perverts would be attracted to me and see me as some kind of toy and while some people might be disturbed by that and them receiving messages online or an outpouring of people wanting to see it might alienate them further 
might sink them deeper into depression, it might be a source of hope for other people. I, I think it's, I mean, it's kind of one of those double-edged swords. Yeah, so it depends really, on the individual. Yeah. Because I know that if, knowing myself, if I was in a horrific accident and people from the internet started pouring over me saying that now they viewed me as some as, as their, their kink god, mm-hmm. I would probably be saddened by that. Yeah. I don't uh, know. I, it hasn't happened yet. It might. The investigator that I read her her document, um, I guess documenting of that particular kind of fetish. Um, she's from the Daily Mail, which I don't know how reputable a source that is. Not. It's not. It's, it's not. a tabloid. Oh. Oh, okay. Never mind. Fake. <laughs> but I thought that was kind of interesting because she basically was like. Um, Piers Morgan was one of uh, was uh, the editor in chief for a long time. Oh really? So. If you know who Piers Morgan is, yes, he's a horrible human being that lies about everything to try to get the most listeners possible. Have you seen oh, him owned okay. by Alex Jones? Then I won't yeah, I know say it was this, great, but I thought it was kind of interesting because <laughs> she found like lots of people that were basically like, I don't know, being approached online. If they like, if you could figure out that a person had an online um, profile picture or something like that that they could figure out that you had some kind of amputation done that they would just be basically um and like sent a deluge of requests for pictures and videos well and that's similar to like the bbw thing where like you'll have a woman who's larger or very large and she'll be frustrated that she can't find a romantic partner and on the side of that there is a deluge of men who are after her on social media just because he's she's bigger that are seeing her as as the as a token Mm-hmm. Um, and she may or may not enjoy that. And I don't mean to put gender on it, but you know what I mean. I just want to say, if anyone has a short a fetish for short guys, I'm, I'm sure they're out there. <laughs> I'm sure that you can find them. But you're not that short. And you're really not I'm even that short. pretty short. I mean, I mean, I'm not like a little person. You're a handsome boy. You're a handsome boy. I try to poof my hair up. So. And here's the thing. Adds a few inches. People have different preferences. It's kind of like how some people prefer, you know, amputees. Some people have their won'ts. Like I'm sure there's a very pretty girl out there. Who's like, oh, I would never date a short guy, but right next to her is a guy is a girl who would date a short guy who would never date a guy with a bald spot. And guess what? I got a big old bald spot. We're okay. It's all about personality. Make people laugh, and you know, if you got a stump, find someone who likes stumps. From experience, there's a lot of more girls that won't date short guys than the girls who won't date bald guys. Didn't say bald guys. <laughs> guys with a with a thinning spot that okay. they can cover with cosmetics, which that's you can't do with a with an arm that's chopped off. That's I don't know. I think that's kind of funny because hmm. I don't want to say it. Say it. We can cut it if you... Is it a Donald Trump thing? Behind every... every <laughs> No. Behind every woman who isn't into short guys or bald guys, there's a knowledgeable woman standing behind that woman who's like, hmm, I bet they have some other fantastic skills in this sack. What? What? Weigh, weigh, your, weigh your options there. Huh? It's kind of like the rule, like, okay, like fat girls. Oh, fat girls are like maybe not beautiful, but they know how to give really good head. I, I, I suppose. That's offensive. As I'm a fat saying, girl, it's kind now of that, offended. Now that I now that I know what metaphor you're going for, no, that's offensive. Well, but it's stereotyping like... me as being good in the sack just because I'm short. <laughs> <laughs> I also think you're really good at war strategy, but that's just because of Game of Thrones. <laughs> that's also because I've read Machiavelli. Um, but it might sound like reading off topic, but we're really not. It, it, the, 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 it's the... like behind every every person that's like, oh my gosh, yeah, stumps are gross. Ooh, you have like no hands or something like oh that's awful and ugly but then there's the person behind them that's like actually i think they're fucking beautiful well what we're getting at here is that their limb looks like a big old dick there's personality there's a, there's a sexual aspect of personality and there's a sexual aspect of body and it's impossible to have one without the other and a complete void of one you have someone who is 100% romantically attracted to someone but repulsed by their body. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work. And on the opposite end, you have someone who is 100% repulsed by someone's personality but absolutely interested in their body. Yeah. And while that can succeed in sexuality, that does not lead to any kind of spiritual fulfillment. I, I don't think two people who resent each other can have good sex. You're leaving off a whole thing sex, that no. like people who 
people who enjoy each other's personality uh, naturally see that each other is more attractive. attractive. Of course. And and what we have here is we have a, a fetish that's going to rely on a different beauty standard. And that throws the entire system astray. Because that's how a person views themselves as a huge part of beauty. Mm-hmm. That's a colossal part of beauty. Yeah, and how they, I don't know, show their self-confidence. Yeah. I mean, funny people get fucked. That's just kind of the, that's the fact at the end of the day. Is that not Is true? That working for y'all? <laughs> Am I funny? You're not funny. <laughs> just kidding. If y'all anything proves I'm not funny. <laughs> y'all are hilarious. King Cass is a testament to me not being funny. I'm um, funny. You are very I funny. I insist on being funny. Um, but that's beside the point. Well, that was a good break in conversation. <laughs> should definitely fill that with some... Uh, there's really not much to say. Do you guys want oh. to take a short break? Yeah, let's take a short break. Give it a minute, we'll take a break. Give it a minute, we'll take a break. Give it a minute, we'll take a break. Break, 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 break. This is an intermission song. You gotta give it on. I wanna do da 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 I want to touch your stump with my little stump. We on? Your little what? Stump. I want I want to touch stumps. Oh, it's like a stump, stump like, bump. Docking is literally our next one. Which I don't oh, know how no. we're going to come up with an entire And how to episode. make it Christmas related. This one's already rough. Think I... Santa going into the chimney, but Santa's a penis. So let's get back on topic. <laughs> uh, this particular... Wait. What? What is... Oh, oh it's recording. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, I'm really glad I said that on so air. So here's where we'll cut back in. So, with this particular kink... What about your song? <laughs> oh, my love, my darling, my I, stumpy, I want to touch your stump with my stump. Stumpy stump. Is stump an offensive term? Did we find this out or no, not? No, stump's not an offensive term. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's like saying hand's an offensive term. Hand is not... Well... Okay, no. <laughs> what? There might be a more medically appropriate term for us. A point of amputation. <laughs> okay. So we're going to say a point of amputation every... I think it's just stump. I think stump's fine. Stump's a funny word. It just feels like it should be... If, if I had an amputation and someone said stump, I'd be like, no, it's called a... It's called a confrabulous. <laughs> we're allowed to use that <laughs> Anyways. Uh, this particular uh, kink... D- Dana is now writing the alphabet... <laughs> So uh, we bored her to, I'm, I'm to the point where she is in what calligraphy is it? mode. Uh, first grade. She's in Thanksgiving mode. Kindergarten. <laughs> oh, it's lettering. It's a thing, oh. and it helps me think things. Now she's she's outlining her hand. She's making, oh, she's a, making turkey. a turkey. Yep. <laughs> uh, in this house, we draw the animals we eat. We put little smiley faces <laughs> on them. Before, before before you're allowed to eat your <laughs> ham sandwich, you have to draw the wheat and the pig. Draw me a pig. Yeah, we're just making fun of you. Because you are on a podcast just practicing doodling. <laughs> I would <laughs> I often make notes while I'm yes, podcasting. Notes. notes. Not the oh, you're out. the alphabet is notes. Abacud uh, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Um, no, but so this particular kink does have a very toxic part of its community and we usually avoid this. We do, but I I think it needs to be addressed on this particular episode because a lot of the studies seem to find the same kind of thing. But generally any kink is going to have a negative, uh, impression on the internet before you get into the community itself. Because stuff like the Daily Mail and National Geographic, there's nothing they love more than like, look at these fuckers who like to dress up like animals and poop in diapers. Aren't they fascinating? And then they put the dumb music underneath them and humiliate them. That's not Geo? I thought that Nat was... Uh... Geo was taboo. Oh. Um, any, anyways. I have less respect for Nat Geo now. Yeah, absolutely. Nat Geo made taboo. I love taboo. Which and then is, I realized how harmful it really is. It's not a positive show at all. It doesn't understand fucking subtlety or not, theater. Not the one with Tom Hardy that's recent on FX. But. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's two shows called that? Well, at any rate. Apparently it's supposed to be good, but it's got Tom Hardy in it. At, at any rate, any 
a lot of reading you do on kinks and fetishes will be extremely negative. It is only in the last five, ten years that you can find scholarly articles or mainstream articles. I wouldn't even call Vice mainstream. Mm-hmm. They're one of the only people who will actually do like the psychology and study yeah, of a community. Now. Make Vice is making movies. Mm-hmm. Is that a reference to the Dick Cheney movie? No, the Vice is literally making movies. Oh, but sure. Yeah, Good for them. I'll call them mainstream then. Um, there is going to be a lot of negative information about this, but as much as it feels like a break of protocol, it feels necessary for this kink because while there are people who are attracted to amputees and that's fine, there's people who are obsessive over amputees. Uh-huh. And devotee it, seems like a appropriate yeah. term. And it's a little overly devoted in some yeah. some people's psychology. So without trying to kink shame the entire amputee community, we would like to discuss that fragment of them, however large or small, that are violating the consent and comfort of amputees. So uh, back in the er- or back in the mid nineties, uh, nineteen ninety six, a uh, study was done uh, on fifty acrotomophile acrotomophiles devotees. Yes. Uh, these were uh, college-educated white professional males. Congress, again. And uh, they used psychometric tests on them to determine their personality. Uh, and it was found that they were they were found on average to have high scores on self-esteem, but low scores on social interests, emotional stability, and personal relations. Such tendencies have become a concern of people with disabilities since... Acrotomophiles demonstrate problematic behaviors. These include collecting names, addresses, and phone numbers of disabled persons, obsessive and intrusive phone calls, letters and emails to people with disabilities, attending and sometimes organizing disability-related events, lurking in public places to watch, take covert pictures of, talk to and touch disabled people, and even engaging in predatory stalking. Creepy. That's one of the questions I wanted to ask, like when we had this story about the woman who lost her legs under the train, is is it not a violation of her personal space to just even send something to that woman? At what point when you harass someone online as, hey, you are a token of my fetish, are you stepping over a line? Because I, I think... I think that's stepping over a line yeah. in, to begin immediately, with. Immediately, yeah. Like, if someone posts a, a video of... I'm trying to think of something analogous to this. Well, I I used one perfectly earlier about an overweight person. An overweight person just posts a video of themselves at the pool enjoying their day, and then someone sends them a video of, hey, I have a fat fetish, and I would love to put my cummies in your nose. Like, that's a violation of that woman's consent and comfort. But you're also kind of ignoring that women go through that every day, whether or not they are the object of a fetish. Yeah, obviously. But um, sending a, a dirty message, regardless of how it's received, is violating and rude. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly, well, no, I'm not even going to say particularly. It does not matter gender or status or fetish. Or disability, yeah. And I, I guess, is there an appropriate way to send one? Because I, I think personally, and I think... You don't. Unless there's not. That's Yeah, unless that's like somebody you are dating and involved with, and you're like, hey... Do you think you could send me some pictures? Or you swipe right on Tinder and the girl says in her like section, like, hit me up, DTF. You can ask oh, me about yeah. this. Yeah. But if you just sent a random, you know, this woman who lost her legs, was she on Instagram, local news? What year was this? Uh, she was on local news and on... Um, Bopra? She, was, she ended up being like on the news several times because she ended up giving an award to some of the people that like helped save her and stuff like that too. So um, it was kind of publicized quite a bit considering... So people found her like phone number mm-hmm. and like her I'm address. Sure. Probably sure. doxed her. And yeah. so, I mean, is there, a, is there an appropriate way to send that message to literally anyone of, hello, I would like to send you sexually pornographic suggestions because you're... You, we live in a civil society. You have to start with introducing yourself. Exactly. You, I don't mean start with introducing yourself. I mean, you have to, you know, you have to let them know what you're seeking out, but not by going like, hey, girl, I want to fuck you. But that's a, that's a catch-22 in itself of if you're going after an amputee, 
It's saying, hey, I think your story is really inspiring and I want to get to know you better. And then you converse for a month and then you say, by the way, I just have a giant fetish for people who've lost their leg. That's false pretenses. That makes you a shitty person. If you send that person a message that says, hey, I just want to let you know. I have a sexual attraction to people with missing limbs. I would like to speak about you. I would like to speak with you about this further if you would like to speak with well, me. Well, that's different than saying, girl, send me a picture of your stump. Well, not yeah. for everyone. I think that message would be just as concerning for some people. Or maybe on FetLife. Like, there are some people that, like, if you're in a kink community already and, like... There's grounds for messaging them. Yeah. It's similar to, like... Uh, contacting an adult entertainer and there's entire sections of twitter that are just dedicated towards if you're going to contact someone who produces sexual content there's a proper way to do it but you also should only be contacting someone who has openly said on their profile you may contact me about this or is posting content that seems like it's appropriate to message and even then that contact needs to be to be brief and discuss permissions rather than suggestions if that makes sense yeah, you should you should be asking for consent. Yes, yeah. I mean in, in all situations, but I, I think at the end of the day, approaching an amputee on, under false pretenses makes you a shit person, and um, approaching an amputee to just declare that you have a sexual uh, fetish for them is also kind of shitty. I think you kind of have to be someone who's open to it. It almost shows a sense of entitlement, like you should appreciate the fact that I'm giving you attention. Yeah, you know. Or just am I am I just thinking that myself? I don't know. No, it depends who who approaches it, and yeah. I mean it's very delicate in the sense of you don't want to tell someone who is being respectful about it and who has this fetish. You don't want to say, "Hey, you can only go after a certain amount of people." It's just it, it takes tact and it's complicated, and you could hurt people. Oh yeah. And as we all know, not everyone has tact when it comes to having a particular kink or a fetish. You you get so fucking beaten down. By by people and and by um, you know the Daily Mail and by Nat Geo, a, a lot of folks they don't know how to even handle approaching someone about it. They just get fucking jaded. Right. And we're gonna be talking about that in a few episodes. What's in a few episodes? Incels. Oh yay! My episode. <laughs> That's your kink. No, you're it's, into incels. It's just, I'm into incels. <laughs> hey. We can't ever fuck because. Well, I'm involuntarily celibate. <laughs> I'm just, I'm really trying to get the Trump administration. Involuntarily. No, I, I if, if I fucking incel, they're not an incel anymore. Therefore, I'm not into them. You can not be, you can have lost your virginity and be an incel. Yeah, but if I'm into incels, people who are involuntary cel- celibate, and I have sex with an involuntary celibate person, they're no longer involuntarily celibate because they just had sex voluntarily. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's like so, people who like taking people's virginity. It's a that, that's its own fetish. It's a catch-22. Now I can't ever see them again. No, because it begins with them ending it. So you would have a sexual perversion for breaking people's celibacy. Not, I don't know. This is against the point. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk more about that in a few episodes. There's really just not very much to say on this topic, except for there's people out there who would like to tear off people's limbs, which I suppose is a form of sadism we don't even want to discuss because there's ain't no coming back from that shit. No. Um, if you like to lop off limbs from people or have sexual fantasies about lopping off limbs of people, it should really only be theatrical or for pretend. Draw um, some little doodles like Dana did in her book. <laughs> there's a fantastic um, thing out there. It's called Paper Voodoo Dolls. And uh, you can draw on them and what? remove. Yeah. Paper Voodoo Dolls. No, those dolls. are real. No, but th- these are those made actually of, hurt people. These are made out of paper. I've seen it in TV shows. Oh, okay. I was going to say, if you make a real voodoo doll, that might work, but I don't know. If it's I think the, the paper rules. ones are okay, or uh, just get a like a, a doll and just tear Barbie's arms off. That's just scary. How's it scary? That's, that's what everyone does. Just get no. pork. It's scary. Just make it look like a person. Oh Have my you ever gosh. seen those Halloween platters? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those are fun. That's wow. Um. They did it a lot in Hannibal. So. But, you know, lopping off limbs is fun. Just try it sometime. Yeah. Just, no, I'm not allowed to recommend that. I'm not allowed to recommend know. just huffing a couple bath salts, spending some time in the bath, and well, then, then you're just... going to be eating people's limbs. No, you eat your own. That way it's nice and self-contained. That only happens in Florida. Good old Florida. Oh, I saw it happen, like, right outside uh, Philadelphia one year. 
Good times. Well, it's a reference. Products. Always sunny. It didn't actually. Uh, we actually don't have a lot of products. Hacksaw, today. miter oh. saw, <laughs> oh, carpentry saw, uh, sledgehammer. Oh fuck! Uh, horse stomping oh, on your lower leg. Fuck! Please. I guess an eighteen wheeler. Don't use a whole train. Paper cutter. That's probably the quickest way to do it. A train? Yeah. Yeah. You don't um, even have time to think about it. Well, we did read online a very... Oh, you know what? I know someone who got, uh, who's a WAMT from a train. This is only coming up now? I, I haven't seen them in like 13 years, but yeah. Well, should we call them up and ask them to be on our show? He's a he's a member of a band. He's an older guy. I, I mean, he's, you know, like a local band. Uh, he's an older guy who, uh, uh, was like high on heroin or something, uh, and, uh, fell asleep on a train track and, uh, got his legs, uh, run over. It's a That's hell of a high. place to... Apparently it happens a lot. Uh, yeah, apparently people fall over on tra- train tracks a lot. You'd think it would happen less, because... There's not that many. If your consciousness is fading, you would think, let me avoid this exact spot. <laughs> but it seems very, like uh, what do you call it? What's this melodramatic... It sounds like something out of a folk yeah. tale. Like somebody's like twitching his like long scary mustache and going hey 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 and tie- tying a girl to the oh, train tracks. Oh, uh, uh, dastardly, what's his face? <sighs> da- there's Dudley Do Right and yeah, something dastardly. The guy who yeah. tied up people on the railroad tracks. Dutch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have that game. Do we have numbers? Uh, I do. I do have some numbers for you guys. Give me, right. give me the numbers, please. Uh, so FetLife has a lot of groups, a lot of groups, actually, that are related to this. Um, one of the largest is called Amputee Sex. It's really a good time. Mm-hmm. I'd go to a restaurant called that. Yeah. Six. <laughs> I just imagine it like having the Naked Lunch soundtrack is playing on the speakers, and the lighting is really low, but there's a few strobe lights. The waiter speaks backwards. You just want to... You already live in a sitcom world. You just want to live in the Twin Peaks world. Yeah, I just want life to get weirder, man. I'm hoping that the older I get, the more fucking bizarre it becomes. <laughs> um, so I, are you asking me how many people are in this group? Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess. Uh, is it more than I expect it to be? I don't really know. It depends on what you're expecting. 7,000? No, it's less than that. Okay. Yes, I said six. When? I, a while ago you were talking. Okay. How many is it? Is it six? 1,149. Six is closer than 7,000. <laughs> um, there's also a group called Amputee and Devotee Erotica. 349. Erotica. Hmm. I'd write a book about that. 700. She's yawning. <sighs> 177 members. That's not very many people. No. And then there's finally one more group that's called Stump Space. <laughs> and it's literally a group that's devoted just to people um, that, you know, have amputations or um, is every, people that also have amputations. What? Is everyone friends with Tom in that too? MySpace. Continue. Oh. I don't know. <coughs> Except Tom doesn't have any arms on his computer. A cricket okay. crawled down my throat. And I guess there's 41 people in this group. Some space. Uh, 100. 325. Okay. Well, okay. That's four people. You've broken the system. She <laughs> you usually <laughs> keep going lower. Yeah, you, they usually get smaller as you go along. Oh, okay, I'm glad sorry. you broke. No, no, I, no, I like good. it being unsurprised. It's surprised. better. We can't keep cheating <laughs> oh, okay um okay on Pornhub there was also quite a few interesting videos to find so there was no um, stump book okay that's <laughs> stump book no um okay there was I used the search term amputee guess how many relevant videos popped up 15,000 no 1,000 1,184 that's a lot mm-hmm. did you search the turn stump. Yes. Cool. And guess how many videos that returned. Well, I think that's going to be biased because some, I mean, there's a lot of names for a penis and stump could be one of them. Like, hot chick takes stump in her dump hole. Whenever but- I whenever I searched this, like, some of the very first ones were, like, people that had lost feet and things like that. There was one guy who basically had his entire, like, lower leg 
up to the calf, like shoved into a lady's vagina, and I was like, oh, damn. It must have looked like he was being so. born. If you play that video backwards... <laughs> He's getting he's getting eaten. Ah, ah. <laughs> it was it was actually pretty interesting because like he enjoyed doing it and she definitely enjoyed I'm what sure was going he on. So pretended to enjoy doing that. Did you find any videos for uh, Stump that so weren't Stumps? The only thing I want to say is I didn't look porn way. is one of the few places where there's no such thing as PC. No, <laughs> things are super racist. Things are super sexist. And people just accept it all. Well, because yeah. sex is hyperchromatic. It's, it's drama at its highest form. Um, and it's one of the few places that you can have a drop down that is r- by race. Yeah. Much like a soccer player getting injured. Yeah, that's a very good way to put it. <laughs> so do we want to move into the FDI or did you have more numbers? Oh, no, wait, you didn't, you know didn't the numbers look up yet. stump. Uh, I, 412. What was your guess? Uh, I'm going to go with 1,000. 341. I was close. So it did go good. up, but pretty pretty good. Um, I think it's time for the FDI. So I usually go first, and I'm going to keep that tradition going. I say three. That's what I kind of went for as well. I was just going to give it a two. You always talk for a long time, so well, let me talk for a long time. It. He justifies it. And I think that's necessary. I know, but then there's nothing for anyone else to say because so, he said everything. It didn't come up in the episode, but well, maybe I just want to make this a one. People who have a stump know how to take care of it and keep it from getting infections. You just have to be careful with your stump on your doctor's notes and orders. And you can always put it in the booty hole. And you can always put it in the butthole. And then, I guess, as always, anything that involves butt play can't be a one because you have to be careful with an anus. An anus cannot be treated frivolously. So if but you can't get an infection then. You can get an infection in your booty hole. Oh, I've seen a movie that's a booty was. hole. Anything... You, you're, you're confusing that with pregnancy. <laughs> oh. Anything that involves butt play is going to be a two plus, just because uh, an anus is a delicate thing. But um, it's a little, little I just don't think that like being attracted to amputees or being wanting people to be attracted to your amputation has any risks or dangers associated with it, which makes it a one. The only real risk is perverts out there who want to be perverts with a fetish. But as we've discussed at a, at addendum in this, is that right? Did I do that right? No. As we've discussed ad nauseum, ad, ad nauseum in this podcast, um, perverts can't drive a score up. Just because there's creeps out there who send every woman on earth like requests for their feet doesn't mean feet get a four. Feet is a one. What a pervert does does not influence score at all. So but, I really think amputees is a one unless it's involving penetration. But we're talking about both sides of the coin. We're not just talking about people who are into amputees. We're talking about people who are amputees. Yeah, we're talking about devotees as well. I'm going to give them both a one. I, I just don't think that just on the basis of sexual attraction, and sexual relationship, everything that we've discussed, it's complication is about approaching people and doing so with the proper yeah. amount of tact and being appropriate. The only thing that's at all truly dangerous about this is a new amputee somehow getting an infection by not being careful with their stump. And then the only other thing is um, penetrating with something that's very large, and that could be dangerous towards the vaginal canal or the anus. Well, and also people that are trying to amputate parts of themselves. That's a five. Yeah, that's a five. People want to lop off limbs, whether it's their own or someone else's. That's just Mm -hmm. a five, and that's that's a form of sadism or self-mutilation that does not need to be warranted as healthy sexuality. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that exists on its own entirely different side of this psychology. Um, I argue away. I'm my chair's genuinely breaking now. I'm probably gonna about to fall to the floor. Oh no! Um, I might give it a two then because I think maybe I was thinking more about the prevalence of creeps. Yeah, and so, we can't let creeps ruin communities. I'm still gonna stick with a higher number just because there's such a disproportionate number of creeps in the community. Mm-hmm. That actually, that would be a first for this show of giving something a higher score because there needs to be a weariness towards creeps. Uh, it's, yeah. But like almost every study that I ran across indicated some issue with that. Well, and the fact that it almost devalues people, like that's kind of harmful too. Like, oh, I don't really care about you being sexy in this video. I just want to see you try to get around with your stump. It, it, if we ever talked about like... uh racial fetishes that would be a similar thing because it's a dehumanizing thing where it's 
you're not looking at them because they're a person. You're looking at them because uh, they're a black person or because they're an Asian person. I would still think that comes down to what I would call user error rather than inherent danger to the fetish itself. And that is the fetish exists in a vacuum outside of what individuals bring into it. But isn't it important that we do look at it in the real world context instead of just looking at it in a vacuum. No, it's true. I think you're right. I every... think this exceeds just the creep factor. Like creeps, okay, there's like usually only a small number of creeps associated with this. With this, there's a large number of creeps. So I think that that's a realistic thing to consider. Yeah, because if we know. if we look at any fetish in a vacuum, it's probably going to be a one. Well, I, I'm reminded of uh, one of the better debates we had on this show, which was about furries. Wanting to give furries a higher score because they were likely to get beaten up or have their careers ruined. But those are people outside of the fetish. I know. These That's we're talking fair, about people that are inside the fetish community. I just I would if I'm getting in the mindset of someone who is has this fetish and is very respectful towards people and is not one of the creeps. Well, I've I, never said you should be ashamed of having uh, any fetish. That's true. And just because something is a three does not mean it should be shameful. It's really when you start getting to four, you just need to be safe. Five is the only thing that where there should be shame. Um, and no, just no. Uh, I, I guess at the end of the day, what I would say, there doesn't have to be a consensus. No, no, but but I, I just still think it's interesting. I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be victorious here. I'm trying to come to a, something resembling a consensus so that we can rally our two points. I think maybe the way I would put it is if you are a devotee, it is a one you just have to be a respectful human being, and that goes with any fetish. If you are an amputee who wants people to be sexually attracted to you, maybe because of a prevalence of dangerous people, this should get a higher score because of a certain amount of vulnerability and a menacing part of this community that might be uh, hard to control. Mm-hmm. So maybe if you're an amputee, it should be a three of who you let in and who you decide to talk to and how you, how you, how you gate yourself. So maybe that's the way to look at it. I like that. I think that's a that's a very fair explanation. Amputee versus feed devotee. Yeah. yeah, and those are two entirely. And that that way, like with most fetishes, it gets broken down different parts of the score. You have a one, which is I'm attracted to this. There's nothing wrong with that as long as you're being respectful human being to your fellow human being. Then you have a three for being the amputee. You just have to be careful of who you let into your life, who you who you're going to involve yourself with sexually because it could backfire in ways that are socially related to that fetish and then finally the actual removal of limbs we don't even dignify with a dis- uh, discussion because yeah. that's just a five okay. it's just fuck off like you know we we allow everything on this show but you can't fucking take people's limbs off and you shouldn't remove your own limbs right if you for whatever reason searched for lopping off limbs because you're sexually attracted to that and you're listening to my voice right now Go to therapy. Do not lop off your limbs. Never lop off your fucking limbs. Unless they have, like, cancer in them or something like that. Unless a doctor is lopping off your limb. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you you should never perform surgery on yourself, period. And if if you have issues with body dysmorphia, seek out therapy. Mm -hmm. It'll help. Absolutely. All right. I think that pretty much wraps up our episode here. Um, If you have other comments or uh, questions for us or things we need to correct, uh, goodness, this is this is a tough one to talk about. So if you have thoughts or opinions, um, yeah, let us know your uh, FDI rating of this. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't mean to be keep to be offensive if I keep using it. So let me know if you know if stump is an offensive term. I'm curious if it is. You sang a song with Stumpy. In it, which I would say Stumpy is probably more offensive than Stump. Mm-hmm. I kind of play two characters on this show, so uh, they're kind of their own separate <laughs> beings. There's there's Sing Songy Tommy, and then there's Proud Boy Tommy. And, yeah, there's Proud Boy oh, Tommy no, no, rallying no. for Daddy Trump. No, no, you have no. you have made jokes about rallying for Daddy <laughs> Trump more than once. Oh my goodness! You petitioned us to do a Daddy Trump episode. <laughs> Have you guys seen the meme that's going around right now where it says uh, when you put anything with tomato in it in your Tupperware and then it's just a picture of Donald Trump's face? Because <laughs> when you put something, if you put something tomato in your Tupperware, it stains it orange for like the rest yeah. of the time. Yeah, that was the entire bit. I thought it was funny. funny. Oh my gosh. Orange man bad. Ha ha. Yeah. yeah. Donald Trump's terrible. We don't support him. Yeah, the only orange people I really like are the ones from Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. We should do an episode on Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Well, we can do that. 
We can make that happen. This okay. weird shit happened. Right. Violet, I'm turning vi- or Violet, you're turning Violet. Violet. Started an entire fetish. Yeah. Inflation. People keep calling oh, me, so right. we should wrap it up. So, um, definitely let us know. Reach out to us. We can be reached at Kinkcast Podcast on Twitter. Um, also at Kinkcast Podcast on Facebook Messenger, if that's something that you're into. Um, we can also be reached at kinkcastpodcast at gmail.com um, if you'd like to send us a message. Uh, definitely reach out to us. And I think the op- opportunity to get mozzarella sticks still stands. I will I will send you a Sonic gift card. Yeah, the last person that responded sent a picture of a chili dog, as Tommy said. So. Fuck. Oh. Yeah, sorry. I've been betrayed. <laughs> he did say this is for Sonic. Oh, okay. All right. Well, at least we got something. That's good. Um, so next episode, episode sixty-four, docking. We'll talk about the um, fascinating. It's like a practice minutes. of docking. I don't. I don't oh, know. I think it'll be. Can some... we do docking and sounding? Yeah. No. No. Sounding no. will be its own episode. That's seventy-one. How are we gonna relate this to? And in order to, we're going to start off with a lot of references to Star Trek and Star Wars, um, maybe even Apollo Eleven. Um, I don't know Apollo Thirteen. Steve? Apollo Thirteen. Okay. That's the one. Sorry, Steve? Apollo Thirteen. Hey, Chris. When did we ever talk about Apollo? Hey, Chris. 13? Stephen Dawking. Oh no. <laughs> I'm out. Ah! I'm out. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.